0: Hi, I'm Cami Welch, President of the Arvada Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the What's Important Now podcast. In this podcast, we will talk to business and community leaders about the critical issues and topics you need to know to help your business thrive. Today, we have the wonderful Nicole Milo, the System Director of Government and Community Affairs for Centura Health, to help us unpack House Bill 21-1232, Standardized Health Benefit Plan, Colorado option. This is often referred as the public option bill. This has certainly been a contentious topic for many years and 2021 is no different. Nicole, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Cami. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm Nicole Milo, and like you said, this is Director for Government and Community Affairs at Centura Health. Centura Health is Colorado's largest not-for-profit uh, health system. We operate over 17 owned and affiliated hospitals throughout Colorado and Western Kansas. Um, these all we also have urgent care centers, physician practices, as well as our uh, Flight for Life program as well. And as part of our mission in what we do, we do have over 21,000 associates in Colorado and Western Kansas.
0: That's a lot of people. That's amazing. I didn't realize you guys were such a large employer. That's fabulous. Thank you. So let's just jump right in. I know there's a lot to cover. So let's just start in painting the picture. Tell us what is the public option bill, this 21 1232. Explain what it means and what is the history? What got us to today?
1: So let's um, answer those questions in reverse. Um, so let's just start with um, a level set and a background of how we got here. So when Governor Polis was campaigning for the uh, gubernatorial seat at the in the state of Colorado, um, there was a, a healthcare theme that kept uh, presenting itself throughout that campaign, and that was his promise to reduce healthcare costs in the state of Colorado. And upon his election, we began to see that become um, more evident in his language and his narrative, um, as well as through the Democratic Caucus. And so we really began to see um, this idea come into play throughout the 2019 legislative session. When we began to see a lot of healthcare focused, Bills that were targeting um, the reduction in um, costs and really trying to get after um, perceived hospital profits. So we did start to see that manifest itself. And then in October 2019, he did make a public announcement that he was hoping to um, embark on a public option plan and was um, going to leverage the General Assembly to begin that process um, to see what could come to fruition. So that uh, process and those wheels uh, started to turn um, and, and really play out. And so, what we saw first was the introduction of he- um, House Bill 201349 during last year's legislative session. Now, this bill was introduced two days before the state went on um, lockdown or we had our shelter in place order in place. And so um, that bill obviously is with the legislature. The legislature pausing um, when when the legislature reconvened, the speaker of the house at the time had said, you know, we have two weeks that we're going to push through the duration of this session, um, and bills that are fast, friendly, and free are going to make it through. And so, unfortunately, um, for, um, the public option in its form did. Um, get PI'd or postponed indefinitely at that point in time. So as we continue to um, fight through the COVID-19 crisis, there was a potpourri of comments from um, the elected officials, you know, many that were, all of them have the same theme and undertone that, thank you, hospitals, for your work, for your response for everything that you have done during the COVID-19 crisis, you've really risen to the occasion. However, the state of affairs economically painted a different picture and really helped um, provide, um, really elevate the need for this type of policy to continue. So when you looked at the, economic impact that COVID-19 has had on our state, coupled with the rising unemployment costs, the, the narrative still existed. So it, it turned to thank you hospitals for all of your work, but um, there is still a need for a public option and COVID has really highlighted the need for um, Coloradans to have access and affordable healthcare in our state. So through our conversations with the sponsors during the interim and um, early part of the session, we had heard from them that um, there was going to be another public, they were going to try this again. There's going to be another uh, public option bill. However, it was going to look different. And so it did, it did look different upon introduction in early March. And, and how it looked different was the original bill in thir- 1349 in the 2020 session really focused on um, rate setting in mandated hospital participation with with a lot of the accountability being um, squarely held on hospitals backs and so that was what made that bill problematic the introduction of um house bill 21 1232 the bill that we are currently working on right now at um at the legislature is different it uh, with its introduction it was a two-phase approach so one it was um, phase one was um, a requirement that there was a 20% in premiums over a three-year period. And if those savings could not be achieved within the industry, it would be an automatic implementation of a quasi-governmental public option that did include the rate set in mandated participation with some pretty steep penalties. So that's where um, we started. Um, there's a lot more to unpack. Um, Would you like me to keep going?
0: Yeah, give us kind of the highlights of where are we today as the bill sits. And then I think one of the follow-up questions to that is who all is involved in this and who is this going to impact? And I will say that we've been hearing these conversations about rising costs of healthcare. And I know we've had conversations with our hospital partners and that is something we all agree to. It's expensive, right? So the, the understanding of the issue is there. It's the how we solve it. So I appreciate understanding kind of what the scope of that bill is and who is gonna be involved and then we'll continue to unpack from there.
1: You bet. Well, to start out, I, I want to, um, you know, Centura really highlight that Centuria Health has um, repeatedly said um, through business organizations, through conversations with leadership that we, we agree the cost of healthcare is too high. Um, and we really want to be a partner in finding solutions that um, achieve those cost reduction goals and and to ensure that all consumers have access to quality healthcare. That is just part of our mission and and who we are. So um, the Public Auctions Uh, seeks to solve a problem, a a very narrow but acute problem for about 15% of the insured market. So that's 8% of the individual and 15% of the small group. The small group um, is a a change from last year's bill. The inclusion of it is a change from last year's bill. It wasn't included last year, but it is this year. So um, where we have gotten is that um, we as an organization would like to, and we've publicly said this, especially in the hearing for 1232, commend the sponsors for their collaborative approach um, and very transparent communications that we feel as a a health system that we have been transparent on kind of those no-go spaces and places as have they. And so we have continued to dialogue and negotiate since the bill's introduction. Um, The bill was heard on April 9th um, at 1 30 in the afternoon, it had about 10 hours of very emotional testimony tied to it. And as a result of that hearing, um, and, and the sponsors as well as the committee hearing the strong opposition uh, for the bill. The sponsor decided to lay and the committee decided to lay over vote on that bill to allow the sponsors the opponents and proponents to begin to continue to negotiate on the bill. So in terms of who's all involved, you've got your industry, so you've got your health plans, you have got your uh, physicians, and then you've got your health systems and hospitals. So those are the folks that um, are working to help solve the problem. And then on the other side of it, you have the sponsors as well as consumer groups that um, are bringing the problem that needs to be solved. So those are kind of the key players. Um, Where we're grateful for business groups who have come in like they're about a chamber at an opposed position is that helps gives us some leverage to continue our negotiations um, to find a solution that um, is more is palatable. And so that's kind of where we're at now. So we've negotiated, we've worked really hard, um, and it was Centura's position as well as some of the industry, um, that we work from a strike below that was created as a result in the strike below is a rewrite of the bill for those who don't know, um, that was created and, and has been consistently refined since April 9th. Yesterday, um, there was some conversation around, um, whether the committee was going to vote on the introduced version, which was heard in committee on April 9th, or if the committee was going to vote on the strike below that has really um, come together nicely as of last week. And so as of yesterday, the committee did vote on the strike below, um, which for us, we feel like this is a better platform for negotiations moving forward. So obviously this is not the solution It is not the end all be all. This bill has a long way to go. It's only through its first committee hearing, but we feel that this strike below will give us um, the ability to really craft a piece of legislation that um, is palatable and um, has all of those key components that will make it achievable as well.
0: That's awesome. And congratulations on that movement. I know that was a lot of work to get to that point in negotiations, but I love whenever that proactive approach to making something more palatable and serve the people you're trying to serve in that positive way is great. So I love hearing that. So let's just talk a little bit about what are the next steps for those of us that like, can't remember the fraggle rock version of how bills are made. Like how, how does this go forward? What is the next step in the process? What should we all be looking for?
1: So I do think that there are some improvements to the bill. And I think that depending on the stakeholders that you talk to, the improvements look different for everyone involved. And so the ultimate goal obviously is to shore up a piece of legislation that is achievable um, and really accomplishes the sponsor's goal which is lowering the cost of healthcare, Um, particularly in those counties that really only have one um, insurance option available to them. So, you know, obviously, this bill is now headed to appropriations, it'll come back for second reading, and then it'll begin to um, move into the Senate. I would anticipate um, that there will be a lot of iterations or potential amendments to it on the Senate side. Um, but that is still kind of the industry as a whole is now again, coalescing around what are those, you um, issues that still need to be resolved once we get onto the Senate side of um, the
0: process. Perfect. So we'll all keep our ears perfect. the Arvada Chamber. will make sure that we do our part to keep our business community informed about that. It is worth noting that the Arvada Chamber did take an opposed position on this bill. You can find more information at ArvadaChamber.org as to why we took that position along with many, many others that we've looked at this year, because there certainly are hundreds of bills that impact businesses. And we've built out a really nice resource at ArvadaChamber.org to learn more. Again, thank you, Nicole. You are amazing. We appreciate your time today. and We'll see you all next time. Thank you.